New card. What do you think? Get over here! That man is playing Galaga. I understood that reference. You shall not pass! So say we all. So say we all. Run with me. It's adamantium tasting time, boys. Well, maybe it's your number one. All wings report in. Welcome to your weekly interval. This is the Best Damn Nerd Show. I'm your host, Microphone Alchemist James Kincaid. With me tonight, Hall of Fame cyber athlete Jonathan Craig. What's up, Bruce? And Chief Science Officer from Star Labs. And <laughs> I don't know why that got me so late. Mark Truex, how are you doing? Hey, boys. <laughs> What's I up, appreciate buddy? it. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm excited to be doing here. Doing well. Mark has his name listed tonight on the YouTube as he Mark. Uh, yeah, this, so. these are the first adults Mark has spoken to in months. This so. gendered man oh. right here. Yeah. <laughs> I know where I fit in. But welcome back, Neurosphere. Uh, Want to jump into what we've been up to, shoot a little bit of the breeze. Uh, excited. I wish I wish Jeff were here to have this conversation with you too, Mark, but you're because he's a big Mass Effect fan, and you and I and he have been playing. Yeah, Mark looking so offended before <laughs> before I could go, just immediately assuming <laughs> offense. Jeff. First of all, I love Jeff. Just, second no. of all, how dare you? I'm just here. looking for an affront. Yeah, I'm not good enough for you. No, I just you know want to have him participate but uh been playing through i think we talked i talked a little, bit, a little bit about it uh on last week's episode but uh playing through mass effect legendary edition mark i guess unrelated mm. to that you decided to start playing mass effect 3 is that right absolutely so <laughs> i never finished mass effect 3 and, and i know we talked about it a couple times on previous episodes about where the fan base was all upset about what happened in 3 and i was always like i love the story i love the comics i love the books i love the games uh and i granted never finished number three so i finally came back around I, i'm on my my xbox one so it's you know it's slightly upgraded but i didn't get the legendary edition i still want all those butt wipes and things like that and i am enjoying the hell out of it let me tell you i'm only getting about like seven eight hours in a week so it's slow rolling it's getting in there but man just saying I'm a hero. I cured the Geno phase. You know what I'm saying? Spoilers. I'm uh, I, I'm having a good time out there in the universe right now, uh, fighting everything. Damn the Reapers! And yeah, I, I'm super pumped to talk about it with you guys, dude. I well, I mean, as I've gone back into the the legendary ed- edition, I forgot just how great those games were and how much fun it is to be a part of that world and how like how very immersive it is and how into your shepherd you can get and everything right from the jump yeah. like choosing yeah. your backstory uh right in the first one i i've played through again the first go? two games what do you so, go my first shepherd i did the sort of like standard paragon he was like the war hero uh and i think i i think i've war always hero. I think I've always picked the the Orphan. colonist background. Orphan child on the colony, absolutely. Uh, so I got scars. So, you want to hear about the, them? No. Well, so that's that's actually <laughs> the last couple playthroughs I've done, and this one I went full 
I try and max out both Paragon and Renegade bars. Sorry if you don't know Mass Effect out there, Nerdosphere, but, you know, educate <laughs> yourself or whatever it is they say. Uh, but basically the one, uh, the Shepherd that I'm playing through right now was uh, on the colonies. So his parents were killed by those goddamn Batarians. And uh, he dude, was... the Batarians suck. Dude, the Batarians are... why they're not even on the council, all right? Dude, they're... Well, because they're slave slaver assholes, dude, and just a bunch of raiders. They're dude, terrible. take your extra eyes and get the fuck out of here. Uh, right. But, yeah, so I had the colonist background <laughs> with the the ruthless, uh, or, like, at all costs, war background, which was so on Torfin, I was, you know, sacrificed like hell of people, but I still got the job done. Uh, kind <laughs> Whatever of it takes, respect. And, and because of my <laughs> background is sort of in my head canon it sort of influences a lot of my decisions as shepherd which is he's very humanity first does mm-hmm. not truck or cotton with much alien bullshit or nonsense hates the council in part one and you know i shut down mm-hmm. liara who's uh the, first of all the asari a, a, a race of of whores of blue oh, whores. I mean, they're on, like the dude. they're That's like the Twi'leks, dude. They're they're like racist. the Twi'leks. They're just a bunch of they're like a just bunch of dancers and He's stuff like that. They they ass. claim to drop these <laughs> these fortune cookie pearls of wisdom while they're trying to pry your credits from you while they're selling themselves to you. It's disgusting. First of all, their tendrils look dope. And secondly, they're also very powerful biotics, or can be. All right, you yeah, want to end up on the backside yeah, when, when of the banshee right not, now, or when you they're not, just like, like fuck when the they're blue not girl. starting their only fan sites, yeah, they're very powerful biotics. But <laughs> they can be. <laughs> yeah, they they can be. Uh, the Justicar in part two, uh, Samara. Uh, she looking good, <laughs> but I but my shepherd will not be swayed. So I definitely go for Ashley. <laughs> part two is nothing but Miranda. Oh first my off. God! I I forgot. Like, first off, like, and I know, I know, I know it's a video game. I don't even care what the hell else you have to say about part two. <laughs> I I mean, I forgot after so. Like, my goodness, Miranda Lawson. They and is, is Mass I just waiting for her to. Is what? Mass Effect the first series where they like really figured out like if we put if we make like wooing and having sex with a female character like a central point to the game it'll be hugely impactful for the young boys that play this thing <laughs> i mean i think but they perfected all, the formula you can, you can relationship a lot of different things you can be a lady shepherd you can relationship sure, sure, sure. but everyone knows no. what, what's right, going right, on it's very progressive you can do whatever you want you could have sex in grand theft auto 3 but i think the ultimate goal of that game was to just kill the hooker and get your money back whereas like in mass effect it's like a relationship that you're embarking on I, you only I think get that, one though you no, only Jeff, get John, one you're you're well more on that in a moment uh mm. in you, you, they perfected the formula i feel like because yeah. the immersion factor of it to where your your choices actually really matter and you have to do have to pick and choose who you want to fully pursue certainly in part one they they really nailed that formula and the fact that you can screw it up so i mean they were they were tapping it, in at the, the right age than emily is away what do they do it better than emily is away no 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 no, no, no. Well, because what, Shepherd what's interesting, can, though, shepherd's more like james bond than james kincaid but with mass effect you can actually port your character from installation to installation from one to two to three and you can only achieve certain storylines with relationships if you've ported that previous storyline in from other versions so i mean you can definitely dive in like right now i'm going through three right now and i started 
from scratch, right? I, I didn't import in any characters. It's an old system from before, things like that. But, Do they let you choose some of the things heading into it? Yeah, or so they... I can redefine whether I'm, you know, the orphan from a colony, and did I choose, um, you know, Ashley or that dude from number Caden. one, Caden? God yeah. help you if you let. You know, so you get to choose things like that. Just to kind of I, like I played, start again. I've never once even are gone. about letting Caden so, live. Not so, one. like one thing with number three, if you didn't port over Rex from from number two, no, right, from number is, one, was he in number one? Okay, so he's gone. There's what? just stereotypical, you know, like alien in his stead when you make a decision to save either him or the um. Rex is one of my my favorite. One of the one of the few the, aliens the bug, that my shepherd can tolerate. Things. What? Yeah, yeah. What were the bugs? The, the the Rachnar. The Rachni. The Rachni. So so the Rachni and Rex, like when you do this mission in, in number three, if if you didn't port over your save, Rex is not there. It's just some like stand in. Other Krogan? Yeah, mm. some other Krogan stand in. And if oh, you choose sucks, Rachni, dude. like you gotta throw I that whole did. thing away, Mark. He's you gotta dead. throw that whole fucking thing away and I start from that one. Bitch. I kept her and she's gonna produce all kinds of soldiers for me to build my crucible. I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I want to go back to the the romance, which uh, is not just me wanting to talk about it. Mark wanted to talk about it too, uh, but something that I did not realize in my first other playthroughs, because I my first playthrough Mass Effect two, I was just dead set on being loyal to Ashley Williams, who is Shepard's one true pairing. Like, that That's uh, hold on, I'm gonna get there. Uh, alien bitch every now and then, you know what I mean? But like that was. <laughs> That was what actually can die in the first one. So no yeah, way is she would, like the number ship. I, I find it so right. suspect. Any Mass Effect player that lets that lets Ashley die is very sus to me. But anyway, so <laughs> Ashley's the one that you got to romance <laughs> in, in part one. And so the first time I played through Mass Effect 2, I was just completely loyal to her. So when you go into the last mission, it's just mm-hmm. Shep with his D in his hand looking at a photo of Ashley before he goes to the collector base. But now on this playthrough, absolutely. So my shepherd, not only did I, I sleep and romance Miranda in this playthrough, but there's, I, I didn't even know this was possible, just happened. But when you talk to Jack, that, uh, that sexy bald biotic nutcase, uh, you could just remember. have, uh, <laughs> you could just have casual sex with her, and end the relationship right there. And then there's also Kelly you can flirt with. So my chef's getting around in uh, in, in Mass Effect too. But Did they I ever, don't like, find out about each other and get tangled up. Or uh, yeah, you well, uh, I've not done it. A lot uh, of times when... they make you choose. You get to like a a, a her or her or you know whatever situation I've, you have I've to never... ultimately choose a path you go. I've down. never actually finished Mass Effect Two where I cheated on Ashley, or rather, I should say, I've never imported a save for Mass Effect Two where I slept with Miranda and then going to three. So that's what I'm Dude. looking at going into now. And I don't like I'm. 99% sure I'm going to get back with Ashley or try to, but man, Miranda okay. is such a babe. Here's the thing. You <laughs> got to go for Miranda just for the sheer fact that Mass Effect, when they re-released their new additions, they had to like wipe out her butt. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? They had, they had to tone like, down uh, the gratuitousness. This character of her. is too sexual, so we need to tone this down for the legendary or weak version. She Therefore, was genetically engineered to be sexy. That's what I'm saying, dude. Cerberus it's part of knows a backstory. Cerberus knows what it's doing, dude. The, all they well, really it was her have dad in genetically mind, engineered her. All they have in mind is to help the human race. <laughs> Miranda is getting right. those space Brazilian butt lifts. 
to make her look extra good. Uh, I don't know why the camera always just like glued to her butt. Well, yeah, every that time was, there, was some the criti- there was some <laughs> criticism was about like that. Focused. So the legendary edition decided to. Uh, I'm mad at it. Uh, to fix that and i know i bring this up every time i'm gonna bring it up again ugly shepherd which was a phenomenon back in the day (laughs) when mass effect 2 especially was uh was early out is that the people would create these just hideous looking shepherds and the one that was stuck in my mind is a youtube video of when you get to the about to romance miranda scene and she's like well that is if you're still interested and the camera cuts over (laughs) this absolute fucking horror show of a shepherd so oh i'm definitely interested (laughs) um but uh, anyway, it's burned into my brain. Uh, what? Who you? Who you trying to woo in Mass Effect Three, Mark? You going for Miranda? Who you doing? No, Caden, dude, you so, fucking bitch. No, no, Caden died. Uh, so I got Ashley floating around. I I got uh, Liara floating around, Ugh. and and of course I kissed her on the Crucible way too early. So you I think Liara? I'm stuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I you was idiot, like, Yo, dude. I'm in, and she was like, Mwah. and then that's all she given me since. And I'm like, what about your shadow brokering and shit? Here I am, sacrificing myself, sacrificing myself for you, bringing you on missions. You can't give me nothing right now. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed with what happened there. But I think I'm stuck because Ashley now, all she does is drink and collapse. <laughs> like I don't know what else to do. Is she won't can't what? carry a conversation because she's a lush falling asleep she's great man no she's falling asleep she's lush and and then and then uh talia tolly 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 she dead i made a bad decision she dead now did she kill herself did you have her kill herself oh my god she's a dirty quarian so i like part of me respects your decision on that mark first of all she wouldn't she wouldn't show me your skin and then the other people are like we're robots and we're smart we'll kill for you i'm like "Mm, i want these killers or show me your skin she was like i'm gonna throw myself off cliff so goodbye you know see you later dive on it Oh Good my God. later. I don't know if that was the right decision or not. I feel a little bad about it. What's what's the status of our of our guy Garrus? Garrus is a pimp, dude. Garrus is the <laughs> shit. I love Garrus. That's I, my I best think, friend. I think I think Anything consensus. I, I think consensus, like the one of the most uniting things in fandom is Mass Effect fans all loving Garrus. Be they Garrus men, be they women, everybody loves Garrus. Gears is a There's shit. your space Dude, sitcom. Sack for life. All right, that's a bond you can't break. No one else is diving in and getting he the same. He literally left C-Sec in the first game. I know. <laughs> but him, he just friends. said C-Sec for life, and that's a bond you can't break. That's how we started, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. Do start from the good? bottom with Garrus. Now we're here. All right. Everyone else is just like comes along the way, trying to like squeak their way in. Fuck them, Garrus and me roll dogs absolutely <laughs> come in he's, he's a great snipe he's got he's got his things he can, he can shoot them computers and stuff give them overloads i'm good i mean garris is awesome you're you're he is good no lies detected mark uh anyway well, yeah, we're working- i feel like he gives the the best jabber on missions too sometimes oh, i bring absolutely. some of my 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 human compatriots and they don't contribute shit to the story mm. and dialogue Oh well, I do. Like, uh, oh, sad. Like I, I was, I was like doing that. the uh, like is throwing hot ones at people. Garrus holds a it. high place 
Steam, in in the suicide mission in Mass Effect 2, I try and assign every sort of major role to a human because, again, that's my shepherd's sort of whole... Uh, yeah, I never know. I never know. It's like, pick which one goes and does this. I'm like, I think this one's better that's at computers. Whole, uh, Stick that's around. his whole MO, I should say. And, but Garrus is the only one that I give an important job to. <laughs> so that's, that's just how it goes down. And everybody lived because humans are the best. Uh, I let that council die. Uh, mm. Anyway, but John, what have you been up to? <laughs> you've, been, you've been sitting there dutifully listening to us talk about uh, trying to romance people in a video game. I've been so long that it, I feel so removed from it. But I've, recently I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile, like addicted to it. I mentioned it last time I was on and dude, I've gone deep. I'm walking the path right now. It's <laughs> intense. It's, have you ever played Diablo? Yes. Diablo, Diablo 2. Yeah, it's it's more akin to like Diablo 2, I would say, uh type of game except like infinitely more complicated. Like the the you should just look up like when you have a second type in Path of Exile skill tree and just see like your options for what where you can place your skill points when you level up your character. It's outrageous. It's ridiculous. And then on top of that, there's like a ridiculous amount of combinations of spells that you can do, armor that you can get, all to enhance your character, and then all the like activities that you can do leveling up to max level or not max level, but to end game. And then what you can do in end game. It's one of those games where like I thought I knew what I didn't know, or at least I thought I had I could I could fathom what I didn't know about the game. And then as I dig farther in and like learn more about it, I just realize that there's like the amount that I don't know keeps growing. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. It's it's almost so, too complicated. The skill tree is like just massive because yes, my, my RPG playthroughs and stuff like that like right now again like james and i were just talking about mass effect my shepherd i have like six skills to pick through <laughs> it's yeah. very limited in that scope uh, yeah and i'm confused alone i'm like do i want 50 percent more health or do i want 20 percent more dude. damage i can't decide dude it's like so you know, every, every time, time baby. it's insane <laughs> so like you have your skill tree which you can place like 120 skill points into by max level or something and any character can build any direction on the skill tree what are you laughing about i'm still thinking about ugly shepherd and miranda oh. <laughs> <laughs> i can't help it i'm sorry yeah so you can build any direction on the skill tree so like you could start as a like as a like barbarian class or i forget what they're called in the game marauder or whatever and you can build into a magic user if you like build far enough around the skill tree and then you can get equipment and skill gems and things that like support that angle so there's kind of infinite customization that can happen with the characters and i'm such a noob that i just followed like some build that somebody else did but Dude, it's it's just an incredible game, and uh, you know I might never play another game again. Honestly. I got a question for you, John. Uh, you were formerly more, you know, famously known to be agent of the Kieran Tor, Jonathan Craig. Yet, I've not heard that you play much of this new World of Warcraft that was so ballyhooed. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, it's just they've just had lack of content updates for it. I I don't know I don't know what happened. This expansion Did it just come out. It, it came, came out like out, six months ago now. It came out in the it fall. Sounds new to me. Or, or actually, yeah, <laughs> more than six Mass months Effect ago. Three. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it pretty. You gotta understand, like World of Warcraft historically has had like multiple big content patches 
per expansion for them to be almost a full year into this expansion and not have a big content release is pretty slow it's it's unusual you know and uh i don't know like dude shadowlands was extremely fun for the first couple months that i was playing it and and i love wow i'll probably go back when there's a big content patch or a couple or another expansion but the way the game is now is not how it was when you were playing james like it's it's like i know but i mean it's it's so like jim seems so excited well, there's really I assume no that's reason. what Tim's doing since he hasn't been on the show since. I don't he hasn't since really been about much either. He, I mean, honestly, like, there's, it's one of those things. Like, there's really no reason to log in uh, until a new, a new content thing drops for it. You know, what, so unless... like the story modes come out, you get through the different quests that were a part of that, and then it's just nothing well i mean yeah and then it's basically like do you want to do incremental upgrades to your gear uh yeah. that take and it's like once you get to a certain point on your gear like you're out gearing like 90 percent of people and that last 10 percent is like these tiny little incremental upgrades that require more and more time every time you want like another percent and unless you're like a super hardcore raider there's really no reason to do it because mm-hmm. you are your gear is already good enough to do all the content and then on the other side uh, you know you could always like try to get new mounts and new appearances and new collectibles and things but you know you have to have that kind of you have to be a collector and i'm not really a collector like in real life or in game so i don't really care about that stuff that much speaking of collectors mass effect 2 is all about (laughs) the collectors and having to hunt those bastards down turns out they were formerly protheans Anyway, I digress. Let's take a break. On the other side, we'll get into more of the more current (laughs) nerd business that we got going on. Is Lord of the Rings doomed to fail and more on the other side of the Best Damn Nerd Show? Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia here, CEO of the Tenno Media Network. I would like to say thank you for checking out one of our podcasts, but we need your help. You can support Tenno in a multitude of ways by going to our website and checking out our latest podcasts, by buying some sweet merch, joining our Discord, or getting early and exclusive access to all content via our Patreon. Your support means the world to us, and you can find everything on our website, www.10-o.gg. That's T-E-N-O.gg. Thank you again, and now, back to the show. Hey, you. This is Sweet Johnny Cage from 10-O. I'm here to tell you about the next big thing coming in hot from our production house. It's called the Game Club Podcast. Join me and our diverse panel of game masters as we discuss our experiences playing some of our favorite video games. Whether it's a remake of a classic game from our childhoods, a game we might have missed during the height of its release, or a brand new title that tickled our collective fancy, you're sure to love what we have to say. Who knows, maybe you'll learn something about a game you never considered playing. I know I have. Find us on Spotify under Game Club today. It's the microphone alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, and when I'm not verbally super-kicking Last Jedi fans on the Best Damn Nerd Show or fantasy casting The Rock in another movie on the DLC, well, that's when I actually get to talk about wrestling. That's right. Come join me in the Wrestling War Room, where I take my mic to the mat and launch my hot takes about the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT. The Wrestling War Room. Which side are you on? Hey, nerd, Loremaster Tim here, and I've come with a rather indecent proposal. We want you to join in the conversation. 
If you aren't already a member of our Discord, what are you even doing? You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheBDNS. And if you're crazy, odds are we'll talk about it on the show. So get kooky, and above all, let's get nerdy. And welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid alongside John Craig and Mark Truex. And, you know, after we've gotten done fantasizing about, you know, Cerberus operatives and mm. what's wrong with World of Warcraft, now mm. let's talk about uh, some some other <laughs> stuff. Let's, let's, let's talk and complain about other things here. It's not quite a nerdgasm or nogasm, but I might throw that question out at you a little bit. But uh, why the last man? FX uh, upcoming adaptation of Why the Last Man is Getting Closer. Uh, an image was uh, shared by the series creator of uh, Mark. I haven't read it, but you know, you'd what? probably appreciate it more than I would. But uh, September 13th, FX what? and Hulu, Why the Last Man uh, coming out. What what can people expect from this series, Mark? Because I know that's why okay. I brought it up. It wasn't even on the rundown, but I brought it up because I know you are a big fan. I love why the math, the last man. I, I really do. I know I'm stumbling around. It's the, <laughs> it's the new kegerator at the house. I, I know it's the new kegerator. That's why I'm laughing. But why the last man is a perfect comic. There, there's a beginning. There's an end. There's some nice tropes all the characters go through. There's some crazy turns. And the story just overall is extremely enthralling. And it's perfect for an adaptation into a live action set. Uh, that When I heard that this has been in deve developmental hell for, through various versions, whether it's going to be TV series or movies throughout the years, I always thought to myself, like, this is perfect to adapt. Now that FX is bringing it out, to me... It's like the only reason to get Paramount Plus. You know what I mean? Like, is, I do is not that get. What it's on? I'm pretty sure if it's going to be a, a Hulu it's... FX series, it's all tied into Paramount Plus. I do but believe. Why wouldn't you just watch it on FX? Because I cut the cord, my friend. Oh, okay. No, thank you. No, I'm a Netflix Kubo <laughs> guy and uh, Disney Plus. But, you know, I, 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 I come as I can. If you want to fact check that real quick, editor. No, keep going. What what is what is, is the it, premise? It's the only reason I'm going to get Paramount Plus. So the premise of Why the Last Man is essentially think that this uh plague, you know, some pandemic, if you would, like that would ever happen, uh, <laughs> strikes the planet, and essentially it's everything with a Y chromosome dies, like that, like that's the. Uh, the chink in the armor you got a y chromosome so you're gonna get men. this plague you die men and it's across Not all like men have y chromosomes james Jesus. and it's across <laughs> a ton of species right so the last y chromosomal mammals at least uh that we know of is uric and, mm. and, and there's this his pet monkey this little um so little he's just walking around getting, getting a bunch of strange Amazons that believe like religiously that the death of men is a calling from God that this is the right way and so God, women of course are they would pouring through the land trying to you know discovering there's a man here to kill him or to you know to to like enslave him make him a sex doll of their like society and, and all these different things it, so it's this post-apocalyptic society oh, that doesn't uh, sound the worst Women ran. How much like Miranda did these Amazons look like? Because the, the thing is, is like, 
even if you think like the society's created where it's just nothing but women, it's still not going to be a utopian if you believe that sense because eventually it all dies out. The the fact is, is there's this science going on behind the scenes that the Y chromosome is lethal and people die. And so it's this this fighting powers of different like countries, like as the book progresses, of like trying to get control of the last man. Like we've heard this fable of there's a man alive here. We need his seed to protect our like it's sovereignty like and, and create. handmaid's tale. Yeah, it's like, like the opposite of the handmaid's tale. By the way, like Handmaid's Tale is the most depressing show maybe ever to go on television, and and I, it is hard to watch as a result. But like the opposite of that, where it's just it's just dudes being used as sex slaves. That's literally well, it's just the one guy. That's like just your dream. That's like end game for men. Yeah, but what what's fun is you know just Brian K. Vaughn's like writing makes it jovial in a sense. Like like the way that he put the entire story together, there's some heavy tones and there's some great story in there. But the the character of Yurk himself is delightful and silly and like the fact that like the last man on earth is this putz kind of thing you know you know makes it highly entertaining to get it to get a read and see his misadventures if you would uh mm. through there and, and the friends that he makes putz. along like, the way what kind of dude is york dude he loves like magic like sleight of hand stuff and things okay. like that like what's wrong with that <laughs> it's just when you see it, you'll you'll see he's like a stereotypical like doof man and he's so like is, is he like the dad from modern family or or homer simpson or what are we talking about here sure <laughs> okay <laughs> sure. what's his goal what's like what, what is he as the last his goal, he on? just wants to live he just wants to go on and continue and um and you know like <laughs> his sister's still there his mom's still there and they're both very intrinsic in society and things like that he and there's all these other like shadowy like government operations getting involved trying to get him as like a, they're treating him like this pawn in society that's like this is the key to the human race sort of thing and, and just the trials and tribulations he goes through uh through the course of the book is fantastic uh it's it, it's it really is a beautiful story i'm excited to see how they adapt it into a live uh, action series and i can't wait i i i hope it does come because again this has been developmental hell for through various versions and the fact that it's finally coming i'm in i'm in please show it to me he just wants people to love him for him not his body you know for That's his right. Y chromosome, his magic, you know, yeah, yeah. his sleight of hand tricks. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, September 13th, Marco, you're, you cut the cord, you're gonna have to get on that pair. I guess you could just get Hulu then, dude. Okay, dude, that's a lot to bite off, you know what I mean? It's in your Disney bundle, is it? Uh, I steal Disney, though. You have, so, I steal oh. Disney from well, someone. That's a problem. yeah. <laughs> well, you should see if they have the Hulu and ESPN bundle. Mm hmm. Uh, all right, something else that might be news to Mark, and that is uh, our guy Henry Cavill uh, wants a cameo in Black Adam. So it's not just Dwayne The Rock Johnson that wants him in Black Adam. It's Superman himself. Uh, I think this is yet another encouraging sign that the Snyderverse could live on. I think if 
if Henry Cavill's Superman uh, appears in in Black Adam, that's that's a good sign. Dwayne Johnson very pro Snyderverse. John, you're shaking your head. What? I don't like what. What's the end game though? Like, so there's going to be a, a that's a Marvel movie multiverse. There's going to be a Snyderverse where all the stuff is taking place, and then and and Ben Affleck is still Batman, and there's going to be a whole different route that all this you know the the dc comics universe is in as well like what what where where do people think this is gonna go marco where do you think it's gonna go what do you think about this why not have a familiar face henry cavill is a perfect superman <laughs> and a clark kent and the fact that Dwayne wants him, yeah, fucking give it to him. Are you kidding me? Why I not? I mean, if Dwayne uh, wants him, Dwayne gets him. Yeah. And, and again, DC has established itself through multiple outlets of the multiverse and that there's different versions. Things can look like themselves or not. Why not include him? Dwayne wants him. He's going to happen, right? The fans want him. So why not put him in there? Does he have to be Snyder's version necessarily for Ann Sarnoff? I don't know. You know, I'm sure you can fucking spin it however you want. And you can have it come out the way that that's happy for you as a producer. But fact of the matter is, Henry Cavill, Superman, fantastic. Put him in there, absolutely. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Henry Cavill on screen, give it to me. Uh, I'm in. Lock, stock, loaded, nerdgasm. Give it. I'm just throwing it out there. Nerdgasms. Nerdgasms all over the place. Where where do you stand on restoring the Snyderverse versus uh, not doing that, Mark? I could take it. Wow. What the fuck does that mean, dude? (laughs) I'm um, a glutton for just any content. Not going to lie, dude. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. I don't give a (laughs) shit. All right. I like dc comics i like it how they package it i like it if they do it one version another version i kind of just fucking soak it up i'm not gonna no shame in the game all right so whether it's snyder version i don't see why they can't use the same actors to do the characters again there's no reason not to i I don't see whether it's the snyder verse exactly or just use gal gadot or ben affleck they already aren't doing that they are already recasting batman like they're headed down a different path right now as we speak so show it to me i'm in Prove it. More content. I'm in. <laughs> well, they're already trying to do like that other Superman God. stuff like that, which seems like it's they want my money, and I'm happy to give it. All right, Mark's enjoying the kegerator, but John, you you brought up uh, the Batman. Uh, and yeah. I think this might exist in a different timeline, but you bring up a good point that they've already, you know, recast another Batman. It's not it's not Batfleck, but from you know the early years of the detective Batman. We are getting Robert Pattinson playing him, and this right. comes from Geekosity and some very positive reports coming out of this. And, you know, the Batman's been sort of plagued with issues, seemingly, if you're to believe the rumors, you know, and th- having to stop down production and, and, and things like that. But the reports coming out here is that Warner Brothers is ecstatic with how the Batman is looking there. It's drawing comparisons to the dark Knight trilogy in terms of its intensity and adult nature. Secondly, executives praise Pattinson's take on Batman. They feel his performance rivals Michael Keaton in his two movies. And 
that to me is high praise indeed, because Michael Keaton is still my favorite Batman of all time. Uh, John, you're, you're grimacing. You are, you are, what's wrong? You think this is just all spin? What are they supposed to say? That's a fair point. Are they really going to come out and be like, yeah, no, it's kind of trash. Yeah. I mean, but this isn't like this is this is two two sources of geekosity. I mean, the fact that they didn't compare Christian Bale speaks volumes. Yeah, they're like currently in production, and you have executives come out and they're like, "Yeah, no, Robert." What volumes does it speak? Christian Bale was the best Batman. Okay, period. That's that's your opinion, and but that's what I wanted to get out of opinion. It's a fact. Christian Bale was the best Batman. He was way better than Michael Keaton. Change my mind. Disagree. Change my mind. Uh, you won't. And uh, that Robert Pattinson did better than Christian Bale's like farce, or sorry, uh, Michael Keaton's farce with Tim Burton and all the silliness going on in there. What are you talking about? Silly. It was fucking silly. It, it's, fine. Was silly. it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. It was. You know what? No lie. <laughs> I, I like Schumacher's. I, I like Schumacher's films, but um, Christian Bale was better than Keaton. Okay, that's not the debate here. I just you just said speaks volumes. I just wanted to get clarity on that. Yeah, I, prefer, so I prefer Michael better Keaton. Than you Keaton. prefer Christian Bale. Cool. Okay, it's cool. still high praise. Do you dislike Michael praise. Keaton? He's all right. Okay. I don't know if God, I'm the sold guy on, that just the guy that a scare moment ago his his sort of I could take it when asked about the Snyderverse and then just said <laughs> I just eat it all up and now we bring up Michael Keaton and the original Batman movie the Tim Burton Batman films are so beloved and you're just meh about God, them just eat it up you know unpopular opinion I think the Tim Burton Batman films a little overrated. Wow, completely fucking disagree, dude. Dude, little I'm disappointed in you, Mark. I think the guy that defends Battleship has the audacity to come at Tim Burton's. Dude, it was just like the board game. It was just like the board game. All right, (laughs) they had the little pegs. They flanned on the ships. They called out the numbers. I'm just saying. (laughs) It was literally just a videotape of someone playing the the board game oh my yeah. god mark i'm surprised I, at you go ahead I John. Just, I, I it, it <laughs> just feels like warner brothers is patting themselves on the back because there's nothing like there's nothing else that they can do like you have to hype this up you have to well, you have to try to convince so people that this is going to be good you think that the source is being sort of um being sort of worked in this sense that the the yeah. executive's not being entirely truthful and it's just only saying these things to sort of clandestinely get the hype train. I'm not I'm not saying that that that, that happens all the time in in a lot of different I, fields. I, I, I'll walk it back a little bit. I I don't know for sure that that's what's happening. I think that's a possibility. I think it's a possibility that you you know it could be some young person who like this is their first opportunity to be at Warner Brothers while Batman is happening and they're just really excited and hype about that process and and you know maybe they're not aware of all of everything and and you know it is what it is like I, I don't know what what the source is where it's coming from and you know maybe maybe it is going to be good I'm, I'm going to give it a fair shake I'll probably like it but I don't like that they're doing it. Does that make but sense? I don't know. I don't look at the Batman <laughs> as an exclusion of Ben Affleck, though. I, I guess to, to me, I, to me, the Snyderverse can still live no, with the it's Batman. Not, it's, and, it's not. I don't yeah. take it as a slight to Snyder. I take it as just it's so strange to me 
that you have Suicide Squad with a key character in the Joker being played by one guy, and then you release a movie called The Joker with another guy in the same two years span or whatever. I don't know. That's like like comics. There's multiple Batman comics. Above any other character, Batman and Superman, most notably, have multiple comics running any single year and every right. now and then maybe yearly every other year a, a redux of what they have releasing out sure. into the populace and, in comic form so there's always different stories and different trails that are trailing so why and not have different that has worked in comics i think i think in film like it stands to be seen whether or not that's that works you know i mean but Dude. people love the joker they you know, did. I mean, God, he won. He won an Oscar. It was it was very. It even convinced yeah, they, me, and I was opposed to the movie. They they got me. It was very well done. Did he win an Oscar? He did. For the Joker. He did. That's Murray. the Call that <laughs> Well, who gives a shit about the Oscars anyway? It's, they're stupid. In the long run, though, like does that cheapen? Does that cheapen <laughs> the character? Does that does that diminish the impact of that character? I I, I get yeah. what you're saying in in this sense is that. DC, although I've liked a lot of the stuff that they've put out in in their in their movies, um, th- there is the idea, this perception that there's a lack of cohesion uh, in, in yeah. their in their online universes, and we've discussed that at length. I think I think a lot of that is poor leadership from Anne Sarnoff and and her ilk. I, I think no no matter what. Uh, the the Snyder movies are not perfect, but at least he had a clear laid out plan. You know what it feels like to me? It's it's cohe- lack of cohesion, but also like all right, like I you know maybe we'll touch on Loki later. We we that we that will. just came out, um, and you see what what the MCU does, and it's just consistently expanding outward, right? And and granted, they're introducing the, the idea of the multiverse, and you know, certainly we can see some repetitive things there, but it seems like they just continually explore new characters, and the universe becomes bigger and more vast, and you have crossovers between these characters. And whether you like it or not, it's an expansion, and it's new stuff. Warner Brothers has taken the opposite approach, where they're like... Let's just every four years just reboot the same shit because we can't like we can't get it right. We just got to keep trying it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Let's just keep getting Batman's origin story in different ways. Let's just keep getting the Joker in completely different forms and looks and styles. Let's just keep rehashing rehashing the same the same storyline. Like we can't see a new Batman villain. We can't we well, can't expand on Ben Affleck as Batman. We can't, see, like we can't we can't get more Superman movies. We can't like they're doing more Aquaman, right? But like they are. That's what I'm saying. Like we can't get we can't get a Martian Manhunter movie. We can't get a like let, give us more. Make the universe bigger. Don't don't just keep rehashing the same tiny little thing that you that you keep focusing on. That's I mean, I'm, I'm all for Max, man. I'm HBO all for uh, I'm, they need to do I'm, that. HBO Max needs to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, like, but 
I mean, they've suggested some of that, and it sounds terrible. I have no faith in the Blue Beetle project. The idea that they're propping up Zatanna, like, that's going to be some great thing. Zatanna's I, great. I have no problem with the characters, but there's this idea out there that if you exist as a comic book character, that you're going to be a great film adaptation. And maybe that's because Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful that everybody thinks that if you even existed for a minute, that you can stand on your own. It's just not true. Punisher is one of my favorite comic book characters he has trouble standing on his own in the comics he has like mm -hmm. always peak sort of sales and they usually like they usually plummet right after the fact and he struggled in live action adaptations on his own he was great in the daredevil series but so there's there's this idea out there that you know because you're a comic book character that you could carry your own series i like moon knight i think he's cool i can't but speak to any of his really major ones. arcs do i think that moon knight necessarily deserves a series of movies or a television series not really maybe i'll be surprised and it's good like i was surprised at how great guardians of the galaxy was but yeah. also at the same time maybe it won't be there there's also like sort of a bit of a dilution i i think what I would rather see John to your earlier point is find me a consistent Batman. Find me, find me uh, a, a Batman like Robert Downey Jr. Who wanted to continue making Iron Man movies or a Hugh Jackman that wanted to continue playing Wolverine yeah, and exactly. then expand that universe with more, Give more of the villains and it just with the same play, guy play, play in that world. Yeah, sure. Like, Continuity is king. To be fair, though, with mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr., he had three Iron Man movies, of which two we I think most of us will agree are shit. I liked Iron and Man. And then too. he was just Iron Man three is one of the flash. worst. Iron Man three is the worst MCU movie when the MCU was still good. Pretty bad. Pretty. I mean, it was yeah. pretty bad. Captain Marvel is the worst that, movie, and, and so forth. Cameoing in Justice League movies. I mean, there's not much difference Avengers. with that happening on. Sorry. Yes, but uh, I not mean, he's not cameoing. He, with cameoing. He's, right he's one of the two leads with Cap. Eh. Yeah, I mean, they're nah. they're very heavy Iron Man centric. There's no real argument to that. Nah. <laughs> I, I mean, you can, you can say that. You can talk through the kegerator if you wish, but th those are the facts. All right. Well, what are they doing with Ben Affleck then right now? Are they in production on a Batman movie well, with Ben Affleck, or, or are they in production on a Batman movie with some other fucking guy? They're in a production with the Batman movie with some other guy. Oh, Michael Keaton's going to be Batman in the Flash movie. That's the <laughs> the movie. You're, if you're doing a Joker movie, why wouldn't you have the guy that's currently playing Joker in a bunch of other movies? That because you have? they they wanted to make a different kind of Joker movie than what they were doing with Suicide Squad. So like I don't look at the Joker movie as being connected to the DC universe really at all unless they that's make stupid. a shift and decide to. What? That's stupid. It's stupid. I know it was a good movie. I get it, guys, but that's stupid. It's stupid. Can you all right have if, you seen if, what the DC universe is like, Murray? I've seen it. If you want Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix to be the Joker, then fire Jared Leto and get his ass in Suicide Squad too. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. why are we why are we doing this? We're just, the fact is like, with different comic books, there's different uh styles of storytelling. Suicide Squad is typically a more pulpy, like like grotesque action comedy loose storytelling if you want to go to, to, to recast everyone in order to do that why not <sighs> I, I i feel like it's worse to trap yourself with a certain actor and a certain portrayal for these kinds of characters when there's so many different storylines that are applicable to these kinds of characters but they don't revamp the character 
like Batman is still Batman in all the Batman comics. I know like some sometimes might he wears different... skates, sometimes he's super depressed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's always Batman. You know, unless it's somebody else wearing the hood, it's always Bruce Wayne, like I Ow. Or wearing the cowl. Like that <laughs> I I guess what I'm saying is like you're not reinventing Joker every time you see him in a comic. Maybe there's some slightly different stylings or one is a little sillier or for younger audience than others but it's still the joker it can be the same actress in these things these guys have a range you don't have to completely redo everything about it every time you do one of these things i don't know yeah i mean I that, that went down some interesting some interesting trails that i that i did not <laughs> anticipate uh but I'm, I'm glad they did i'm uh I, I never said that this this show would be places that you wanted to go and and so uh but i do i do want to pivot here because i didn't tease it before the break if i hadn't i would just say fuck it and we'd continue on but uh talking about amazon's lord of the rings did a video on it. Nerdrotics talking a lot about Amazon's Lord of the Rings and everything that is wrong with it. Just a, a litany of red flags. So, you know, we've, we've talked on the show. We've talked on our YouTube channel about how Hollywood is ruining a lot of stuff. It is sort of crossed the Rubicon of helping fandoms. Now, oftentimes, like Ann Sarnoff, attacking fandoms, accusing f- fandoms of being toxic and the like. And taking a property and sort of perverting it to their own sort of lesser ends. And unfortunately, uh, we were worried about it coming for Lord of the Rings. And it sounds like that's exactly what is what is happening now. Uh, and so for if you haven't watched the video, if you don't know what's going on with it, uh, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit uh, here. And that is the Jeff Bezos has gone on record multiple times saying that he wants this Lord of the Rings prequel that they're doing on Amazon to be like Game of Thrones. Uh, So there's been casting calls for nudity. They've hired an intimacy coordinator and stuff like that, which is, which is not what Lord of the Rings is about. I I think, and that's, that's something that's very sort of salacious that a lot of people are grabbing onto Uh, that. I mean, I'm not sitting here and be like, Oh my God, if there's nudity, it's going to be the worst thing. I, I think, I think that's just more underscores a lack of understanding with what is the Lord of the Rings project that they have going around. Uh, I am concerned because what they have to draw upon is the Silmarillion, which is a historical text, not really a a full narrative necessarily, but that's going to give them creative license to pick and choose from multiple areas of the Tolkien lore and ruin so much. Uh, uh, Nerd Roddick said they can do a lot of damage. and And I think that really speaks to uh, the problem with not having a set story for these idiots uh, to to follow with Lord of the Rings. The other thing, uh, noted Tolkien expert, uh, his his name escapes me at, at the moment, but he left the production. Uh, so that's a bad sign. They brought in one of the experts from the Lord of the Rings films, and essentially he just drew a map for them and then was either 86 or left the production himself. They've had to replace actors uh, not not a not a good sign for the Amazon Lord of the Rings project here. Uh, I love the movies. Uh, yeah, I love I love the books, obviously as well. But I mean, in terms of adaptations, I think the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, they kept so well to the spirit of what Lord of the Rings was supposed to be about. And we are in the twentieth anniversary of fellowship of the ring coming out in theaters we're going to do some shit. lord of the rings episodes coming i know right mark but what say <laughs> oh, <shit>. you amazon <laughs> lord of the rings 
I'm in, man. Fucking show me them cloaks and daggers. I'm in. <laughs> I, I, I'm not usually a huge Lord of the Rings guy, but I do enjoy the movies. I think it's a fun little landscape to explore. Um, just don't get too caught up in the nitty gritty. So I, I'm pretty easy to please as that goes. You calling it Game of Thrones? Yeah. I'm in. Don't Tom Shippy. In Tom Shippy. I'm, I apologize, Mr. Shippy. He is the Tolkien expert uh, that left the production of this Amazon series. That That's a terrible sign for this show. As long as it's like the MTV Shana Ra series or better. Shana Chronicles. Yeah, Shana Ra, whatever. You know, <laughs> I'm in. I like those. The man with Banu Benet. Come on. He, he was good. Those are good series. That was a good uh, I think we can. I think my my thing is, is this: is just trying to adapt it as faithfully as possible to Tolkien's vision. And I don't feel like that's the mo right now uh, for for Hollywood. You shrug your shoulders, Mark. But I mean, I I don't know. To to no, I mean, like that's fair. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I, I think that that's not really well, yeah. what's going to be happening here. And that's, that's why a lot of Tolkien fans hear the stuff about an intimacy coordinator being brought onto set and things like that. That's, that's what raises flags for people because it's like, yeah. what the hell does that have to do with anything I mean, that was going on I think in the show? People are reading into a lot of stuff. It is concerning if, if that connection is true and Bezos was like, we really want this to be the game of Thrones for Amazon prime. And then their interpretation of what Game of Thrones is is just like sex Next. and violence. It's like <laughs> you guys are missing the whole sex like those violence. things are just a byproduct of the the story. You know, it's I don't know, but but yeah, I mean, even I I personally wouldn't care as much if those things are added in as long as the story itself is good, but they haven't really told us too much about the story. We don't really have much to sink our teeth into. So like, we're just reacting to, you know, these auxiliary things. And like, yeah, maybe there is some sex scenes and it's a little more, you know, steamy. And and, and there's, I mean, there, there's also the undercurrent of, you know, (laughs) sort of the, trying to shill for this project now being again and the idea of attacking the fandom and the fandom that likes what Tolkien put out there. That, fandom. Yeah, that, that exactly that you are seeing now online this this current of whoever put over you know whoever put them up to it of attacking right. Lord of the Rings fans when they say uh we want to respect the lore uh being accused of being that the term respect the lore is coded language for for being racist or or anything like that or non-woke or whatever you want to call it, it which is it just past you know just patently absurd uh because what was it was what are you asking mark i, I never read it. the books i never read the books no 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 what they're saying it's the idea that like they're again turning on the fandom and and uh, one ring.net uh trying to insinuate that uh it's just like when everyone was up in arms when Ian McKellen got cast as Gandalf which is a complete fiction uh no one was up in arms when Gandalf when uh, Ian, Sir Ian McKellen was cast as as Gandalf so th- there's just a lot of concerning things about as this is de- developing yeah. along that i think that it is it's Lord of the Rings is next to be to be ruined by Hollywood. And it, it makes me sad because yeah. Lord of the Rings is is one of those very special uh, fandoms. The books are incredible. Uh, I 
I've been meaning to reread them. I have been rewatching the movies and they, they still hold Never up years them. later. Uh, you, you should, you should check them out, Mark. They're amazing. Um, and the, and the, the books are the movies rather not perfect adaptations, but Peter Jackson, and there's a great clip we played in that video that uh, stole from Gary is talking about how the creators of the Lord of the Rings movies didn't come in with their own agenda, came in with the agenda of wanting to be true to Tolkien's messages, which were timeless. And yeah. that's that's what I think that we are losing right now in, in a lot of recent Hollywood projects is they're not trying to be timeless. They are so prisoners of the moment that it's really hurting the products and everything like that. We're going to take one more break. Mark, if you want to uh, go play Mass Effect 3, we're gonna be playing. We're gonna be talking about the first episode of Loki, which I know you haven't watched yet. So we're talking Loki on the other side in the Best Damn Nerd Show. It's me, Iron Sh. No, uh, Iron Nerd Minmaxer Hanzo Gonzo, inviting you into Kitchen. No, 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 no. Uh, the Tenno Media Arena to see whose nerdiness will reign sup. No, no, we're gonna get sued if you. Uh, will triumph a lot, Lee. Come check out all the battles on the Tenno Media Network Patreon, or you can just skip to the parts where Steve physically breaks something for no reason. See you there. Nerdosphere, it's the microphone alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, and we want you to be in on the conversation with us. So sound off to us in our Discord, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at the BDNS. And, you know, maybe you actually like the Star Wars prequels and sequels. Maybe you think the MCU should be a comedy open mic night on the big screen. Whatever you think, we love to feature the hottest takes from our fans on the show. So remember, if you're a nerd, always say it loud and say it proud. Hey, guys. It's the loquacious anime and manga lover Jammers here. Now, I have watched a lot of anime, and I've read an abundance of manga. So you would think that I have a pretty interesting opinion on the culture. From classics like Golden Boy and Ghost in the Shell, to masterpieces such as Psychopaths and Gangst. Come and join me as I talk about the world of anime and manga, which has had a huge impact on my life. And who knows, whatever I talk about and recommend to you guys could become one of your favorite series. Ammo with Jammers. Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show, now just... James and John here to talk about the Disney Plus series, the latest entry into the MCU, and that is episode one of Loki. John, just your overall thoughts on the show. Uh, generally, I thought it was fun. Um, of the few Marvel shows that I've caught recently, which we've talked about on the show, I think this is probably one of the better ones for me, more interesting at least um yeah i i don't know curious to see where it goes i'll give it another couple tries i didn't think it was very fun uh i actually thought I, like i mean i know they had a lot to set up in the, in this episode and there are some things that i did like about it specifically owen wilson and tom hiddleston i i thought mm -hmm. played well with with one another uh i, I thought good actors right so like at least you have that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I saw somebody in Discord, and by the way, bestamnershow.com slash Discord say that, oh, so Owen Wilson just plays Owen Wilson in this series. But I yeah. mean, that's kind of that's just kind of what he does. And, Dude, I, and his nose is looking 
extra messed up. I don't know if it's like the way the lighting is or something in this show, but like there's like a full on like you can like see the crease down the middle of it now. It's crazy. It's, you know, it's how the t- how it works in the TVA. But I I I, I, yeah. I think you know if, he might just be playing Owen Wilson, but I like Owen Wilson, so I like his yeah. his character in this show so far. You know, okay, if I'm really thinking about it, like this so first of all like the jokes that they're making with like the bureaucracy and like some of the other stuff that that that's meant to be funny throughout the show they could probably cut that out by like 80% and just have a couple things here and there and in fact i think these episodes could be a lot shorter than they are i felt like a lot of it was like what if what if these timekeepers are working in like a government really inefficient government bureaucracy like wouldn't that be fucking hilarious and then we just do all these gags that show how funny it is when they when they have to follow these absurd rules that don't make any sense like him having to like go through the thing and pick take a number or whatever when he's there's only one guy in front of him it's like it doesn't make sense like it would be this like weird ethereal space it wouldn't be this strange like modern american dmv style like well, operation, you know. Unfor- unfortunately, I think their desire to simulate the DMV worked all too well because at times this episode just drags. Not a ton totally. happens in yeah. this first episode, and I know there's a lot of setup to be done and exposition and and sort of we have to get our bearings and what in what they're doing here. But we only have yeah. six episodes, you know, so now five left. Yeah. Uh, and right. so to me, this was a miss. And there, you know, there was way too much jokes. This is something yep. that uh, is rife in the MCU. And it, it just it undermines everything about what we're doing. And it was it was very prevalent here. And I, I don't know. I don't think this I don't think this first episode really did Loki the character any favors when we see him escape with the Tesseract, go to the, the Gobi Desert or wherever. And then we get the slow motion like hit to the face. I, I don't know that this guy was hanging toe to toe with the Avengers and yeah, this, he almost got this, taken up by that random guard too. Yeah. This, this time cop just clocks him in the face and yeah. slow mo. It's like, this is Loki as you know, the God of mischief. And, and right. he just gets, I, I don't know. It didn't do him any favors. And he continually like sort of plays the fool this whole episode. And, and I, I get that that's, you know, part of the fun or whatever, but not, a, not a ton happens. Uh, the jokes didn't really land for me. It's hard to see that character outside, like outside of the context of all the heroes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, they even kind of, they, they even kind of say that, so he, like he existed solely so that the Avengers could could come I together. I didn't hate that. There, there were okay. Let's focus on the things that we liked. I, I actually liked that. I liked that that's like that was his purpose was to like make all these heroes better, better versions of themselves. That's interesting. Um, I like that, you know, the the story about his mom, like that's compelling. The end, the end of the episode was interesting where it, where he's like, OK, who are we going after? And then it's like, well, we're going after you. Another that's why we yeah. need you Probably, to help. Uh, Lady Loki. Yeah, that that's interesting. So again, like I said, just condense that all into like 25 minutes or 30 minutes instead of 48 or whatever it was and and take out all the like needless bullshit and maybe give us some more like juicy 
tidbits of story in between there maybe maybe some more characters even you know because yeah. we don't care about these time cops or the guy that works at the desk job dude he was that, awful like, yeah the, that's the guy behind stupid. The desk, like that, that stuff is stupid and, and you know why yeah. why do we this is something i wanted to bring up so i'm glad you mentioned him uh and i know i i don't go to laugh haha whatever take a drink uh but the, he, you open up his desk and there are infinity stones in there and the yeah, people use him as paperweights and I get that they you know don't work in this TVA world or whatever, but those were so important to the movie arc you just finished mm-hmm. and you're just completely dumping all over it. I, I, I don't know. It's just I, you are you I, are kill, yeah. there's, you're killing the business. Well, there's uh, no reason to do it. There's no reason to even have that scene. Look. The argument for having a DMV in this like ethereal timeless state is that like the human brain or whatever alien, you know, biological creature with a soul as they as they interrogate him is in there wouldn't be able to comprehend if it was truly this like ethereal space without something that was recognizable. Right. But then get us out of that quickly. Take us to like Dr. Strangeland. Take us to like some other time and take us to some other like off world, like extra dimensional space and let us be there for the majority of the episode. And then if we need to watch these flash flashbacks of his life and things that he's done, which I still don't know why we had to watch all those, then take us back to something that's recognizable like earth, but, or Asgard, but like, don't the whole episode being in this DMV state was weird to me. And I, I feel like they could have they could have done better. And, and again, we shouldn't have even, even been in the scene in the office where they're like going through drawer drawers and seeing the I paperweights. I think we could have seen a lot more of Owen Wilson's character. I agree. Looking, looking for this other variant and I stuff agree. like that before we even get to Loki on on, yep. on the show or or mm-hmm. intersplice it, however you want to do it. I, I just feel like that. Like we need more investment in him in that agency. Yeah. Look, I appreciate the fact that there is this agency trying to clean up clean up all this timeline bullshit. Uh, yeah. I I I under like maybe that. Should, maybe they should come to the DCE. I, exactly, <laughs> you're doing the Lord's work and you don't even know it. And you have a, you got a lot of clientele over on the other side of things. <laughs> yeah, good Lord. Let me introduce you to Anne and her variants, but. So I appreciate that aspect of it, but I needed more in investment uh, in sort of Mobius's character and, yeah. and everything like that. More needed to sort of get moving here, and, and also yeah. I don't think it was I don't think it was very well written uh, at all. I don't I like the the dialogue was repetitive at times. I mean, go back and take a drink every time that Loki says something is absurd in this episode and and things of that nature. And there was a comment on uh, Nerd Roddick's YouTube channel uh, that I that I wanted to pull up in terms of what is wrong with this show and the plot. And I just think this is really well said. So when fanfic writers are now screenwriters, uh, a lot of goofy stupidity and stuff will happen. Uh, fanfic.net is full of two decades of this crap. So I, I don't know that 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 sentiment that when fanfic writers become screenwriters to me is just a chef's kiss of what is wrong with a lot of this stuff. This is nitpicky. Like this is very specific, but what, like one part that took me out of it was when, uh, with that device where like someone like lunges at you and you just like do this. Rewind time. Yeah. The time. And then then they like rewind, but then their conscious 
of everything that just happened. Right? Oh, yeah. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, it is a little bit stupid. It's a little stupid. It's I a mean, little... a lot of it. A lot of it. They're aware, like you rewind time and send them back to the position before they attacked you, but they already attacked you, and, and they, they know they already attacked you. Like that's stupid. It that's that's not what you're doing. You're not rewinding anything. Then you're just like teleporting them. Like it's yeah. it, it. But again, I I think you're right. I could have done without the like cartoon animation explaining, you know, but yeah. that again goes to like the tone they're going for, which is basically like, well, they needed a way to explain stupid. everything simply. Yeah. But and, and so they, I can appreciate it for that. But, it. They could yeah. have done it in a more like ethereal, like philosophical way, I feel. And, and then, yeah, they, we need to see, we needed to be more invested in Owen Wilson's character. Like, I think we see like one scene of him with like one line catching a variant they're like in the medieval times and there's that that girl with the bubble gum and stuff like that and yeah i i I don't know i just i see all this recency bias with like Like, i I scroll down my facebook feed of of friends with people doing like the the mind blown emoji like loki oh my god loki is fire 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 emoji stuff like that it's like are you like what like it's just it speaks to again that there is just this part of the, the fan culture that it explains why there were that cartoons need to explain this shit to us because the audience that they're speaking to is dumb as rocks. It just whatever That's you're it. gonna give Don't them, it's always the best one since the last one. The next one will be even better than this one. I just I don't buy it. I'm not there. No, like nothing, nothing in this show yet has been particularly interesting or like mind bending. Yeah, correct. Is it? No, and they, and they, they, like, and I and I I fully cop to the fact that it could be because we're gonna be dealing with time travel. I like time travel stuff. I'm a, like my go-to superpower that I wish I could have would be to be able to travel through time and stuff like that. That I I'm somebody that is very interested in that. And there's a lot of interesting avenues that you can go and do different things with timelines and everything like that. I'm not ruling out that this show has room to do some of that. But in this first episode, what really happened? We sat and watched a montage of stuff that we already knew Loki did. That's all that happened. We, it should, you know what they should have done. They should have done like almost like a groundhog's day of that moment, that decision that ended up ending his mom, mom, killing his mom. Yeah. Like make that the central, the central point of the episode and then have, have us be in this timeless state for the rest of the episode, but have him trying to correct that because ultimately that's the crux of this episode. It's like you, you, nothing you do is going to change that. You were like, ultimately every decision that you make, no matter what timeline you're in leads to that. So once you accept that, then now you're willing to work with us to, be a good guy in this show but it's like all right well then let's do groundhog's day let's make this episode dude there's a great episode of the show travelers which i've talked about a couple times on the show where it's essentially they keep like redoing the same like nine minute sequence over and over and over and over and over to try to get it right and they never can and it's like it, it touches on that element of like destiny in the multiverse and how how like you can't really 
you can't really change things in yeah. in some ways. You know what I mean? Like certain things are meant to just take place, and that's an interesting concept. Like the Time Machine with Guy Pierce. What if? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible movie. So less less DMV, more like interesting time travel and like multiverse concepts. I would I would say. Yeah, I, I think that two. I am not really like the idea of Loki teaming up with Mobius and, and trying to take down this super baddie Loki and everything like that, that has some appeal to me. I'm not saying it's going to be true detective level with with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, but it has some appeal like Hiddleston and Wilson are charming. They they did well. They carried the the positive parts of this episode were was their performances they they're good yeah. like tom Hiddleston is a good loki owen wilson Agreed. i think fits his role well even if he's just owen wilson i happen to like owen wilson so i i think he he did well with it and i think they pair well together i don't think it was particularly strongly written uh at various times this episode, there was way too much way too much silliness when you know they should be setting up more seriousness like it, like we we're just being introduced to this organization and they're meant to be formidable to loki one of the most formidable villains uh in the mcu and they're just you know we got a guy that has infinity stones as paperweights in his in his desk drawer and and, and stuff like that so there yeah. there needed to be more buy-in and investment i i, yeah. I am hopeful that it can be on the upshot, but I was hopeful about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that just completely cratered. And the further and further I get away from WandaVision, the less it's even like, why did we even bother? But yeah. and I'm hoping we don't have that feeling at the end of this show. It is interesting that you <laughs> that you talk about this this force that's formidable for Loki. I mean, which is up until the point where he stole the rewind device, right? But then at the end of the episode, he quickly dispatches with like what four or five agents, like well, easily. So it's like, <laughs> no, but then by the end, he's <laughs> like, oh, the, the TVA are formidable, and then he's like sits down there and is like all sad panda, and you know, yeah. I, it's not consistent though. Yeah, and the, and yeah. there's the other thing too that's like Loki's a villain. I I don't. You know he can have a redemption arc so far, but but Loki's a villain. Um, we'll see. We're I'm gonna keep watching. I mean, hell, they, it's only five more episodes, so I, I can yeah. I can stick it out for for five unless they go way off the rails like Falcon and Winter Soldier did. Uh, but you know, even then, I a morbid curiosity had <laughs> continued watching till the oh, end. I do have one more gripe, which yeah. is the stuff that they shot where he was in the desert looked freaking horrible i've heard that complaint too yes it looked so bad like i i think that they ended up building like a physical set for the dmv portion but god man the 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 stuff that's like out in the world like i hope that they do that they do better than that because it looked it looked really bad yeah it, it didn't it didn't look great overall the aesthetic of the show i like though you know, it, they they spent too yeah. much time and they made too many jokes at the the DMV type stuff, but they there were they were hitting on some you know some some good vibes as well, and I, I liked the look of the the world. You know, when they looked out the office window there, and just like the vastness of the world and stuff like that. There's yeah. there's some cool stuff uh, to be to be played with there, and I I'm 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 hoping I, I'm not optimistic, but I'm hoping that they can write the ship in episode two and and beyond. But I wasn't super impressed, and I thought this one had the best chance of being a really good show. Well, we'll see. 
Yeah, we will see. That is going to do it for this edition of the Best Damn Nerd Show. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, if you're a nerd, always say it loud and say it proud. Yeah, I'll probably give it a couple more, couple more episodes. Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia, CEO of the Tenno Media Network here. Thank you so much for listening to our content, but we need your help. Please rate us five stars, subscribe, and give us a shining review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really, really helps us out. And one more thing, please tell a friend if you can. Tell them Tasty Steve, Hanzo Gonzo, Mark Mann, Rip, Ricky Replay, or someone who everyone loves sent you or something. That might help. Anyway, again, thank you for listening. And if you want more, make sure to check us out at www.ten-o.gg. www.ten-o.gg. You're listening to the 10010 Media Network.